This is Sarah. And this is Jelana. And we're back with another episode for the Lemons of Life podcast. Here to give you some more lemons to throw at life. Or however that saying goes. So this week we're talking about families and boy do I have a lot to say about this topic (laughs) I mean uh, my family they are a bunch of crazies honestly I don't even know how I'm related to them most days and for my family I would say about the same thing because sometimes I look at them and I'm like how are we even related what earth do you come from? <laughs> I've asked my mom several times. You know, you can tell me if I'm adopted. I'll understand. <laughs> I'll completely understand. Right. But I guess then they are our families and we just have to just get used to it and be okay with it. Even though sometimes you just wish you can leave sometimes more like all the time (laughs) I personally grew up um well I have four older sisters I am the youngest 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 (laughs) (laughs) my oldest sister is 19 years older than me And my second oldest sister, we are 15 years apart. And then the one closest to me in age is 12 years older than me. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) needless to say, I didn't really do too much of growing up with them because they were already grown up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I came around. I was a big surprise. My mom had me when she was 40. And she told me the story of how she found out she was pregnant with me. She went to the doctor thinking that she had a stomach bug or something. And they came back and told her, ma'am, did you know that you're you're kind of pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) needless to say that came as a giant shock and 18 years later here I am wow and that's a great story you just you just came and then you were in and then you're just an amazing addition to the world that's great (laughs) tell that to my (laughs) sisters Tell that to literally everybody at that time. Nobody was expecting me. And frankly, a few people blatantly didn't want me. Um, I'm talking about my uh, my sister that's closest in age to me. She really did not want my mom to have another kid. I mean, she was the baby for so long and then I came along and took her place and uh, she has never let me forget that (laughs) sounds like a great family you have um (laughs) 
I have a similar story where my family, we kind of have, we, we don't have as big as age gaps as you, but there are smaller age gaps where my brother, he's 10 years older than me. My sister is six years older than me. And then I still came to a surprise to my mom, but nothing really occurred. She just had me. I was born. And then, yeah, here I am now. <laughs> yeah i mean there was a lot of speculation around my my birth my uh second oldest sister wanted me to be a boy and my (laughs) first oldest sister didn't really care my third oldest sister didn't want me at all so (laughs) It was really, I guess it was really confusing for me when I came out because I have someone over here saying, oh man, it's not a boy. Someone other over there saying, oh man, it's a baby. <laughs> the other one just, you know, oh, there you are. <laughs> so I guess that made for an interesting situation. Though. <laughs> first couple of years of my life but um pretty soon you know I I became an aunt at the age of one (laughs) my oldest nephew he has always been like a brother to me we grew up together we actually grew up together um so and there were more to follow shortly after that my second nephew came a year after that then a niece two years after that then another nephew a year after that then another nephew two years after that it was like yeah I'm being born into this family of you know pretty old people if I say so myself (laughs) then I have you know kids to grow up with me so it it wasn't half bad so that was that was me that was my family situation that's great to hear um for me like I said before my family we aren't that far in age as your families but we are still a bit further than normal um And growing up, it was pretty simple. It's just me, my siblings, my parents. We lived in a house. Um, My older siblings, since my parents are in a um, military, in a military household, since I was born into a military household, my older siblings they were able to just move around all across the United States and everything, and that was great for them. They were able to see different places, but then. When I was born, I got the unlucky end of the straw where I was basically put into a place where I stay for the rest of my life. Not that I'm complaining because I'm happy because of I've met so many great people, but still it would have been nice to travel a bit anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> um, let's see. My family does seem pretty normal. I, uh, when coming up here, it was just my mom, dad, and my siblings. 
As time went on, my dad left, sadly, but then he came back to take care of us when my mom went out to get um, to be deployed or whatever. And then when she came back, it was just her and my two other siblings and my brother left since he was the oldest and he did his own thing. Then my sister left because she did her own thing. And then now I'm here alone. I don't have any like close family around because it is a military family. And yeah, it's just me and my mom now. Yeah, I think uh, growing up, I had the best of both worlds. I mean, on the one hand, I had much older siblings, so it was like I was an only child in the house. I mean, my um, my sister, when I was born, she was 19. Well, yeah, she was 19, so... You know, she was basically out on her own anyway, and the 15-year-old and 12-year-old, it wasn't long before they were out on their own. My last sister to graduate, I was five when she moved away, so, you know, (laughs) after they left, it was just me and my parents, and, you know, living at home, it was like I was... An only child, like I didn't really have any siblings. But then on the other hand, it was like I did because, like I said, I had my nephews and my nieces to keep me company, and they were usually around to play with and talk with and whatever. So <laughs> it was, you know, I had different experiences. Right. And that's- then. Oh, you... oh, no, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. I interrupted. And then after time went on, of course, my one sister, she's always been back and forth, you know, out on her own and then back at home, out on, out on her own and then back at home. So <laughs> <laughs> right now, currently, she's back at home. And... <laughs> My oldest nephew, he came to live with me because we went to the same high school together. And, um, of course, you know, the high school that we went to didn't really have transportation like that. So we would carpool together. That way it was just easier. You know, we were living with each other, went to the same school, could ride back and forth with each other. Everything was great. So... On that sense, I was living with, you know, siblings. So it it's, it's always been, um, it's always been split for me. Either there was a time when it was like I was the only child, or there was a time when it was like I had all these siblings around. So and that's great to hear that you have both both of both worlds. I guess I did in the same. It's just that. By the time I was in the eighth grade, I was out on my own. But from before then, I still had my fam, uh, my sibling, at least one sibling there with me. And then sometimes, and then sometimes the friends that I had in my neighborhood or in school, they helped take the place of the siblings that I didn't have, even though they weren't there with me twenty four seven. 
Right. And you um you come from a smaller family whereas I come from a much 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 larger family <laughs> and growing. Um oh, yeah. And I think that there's always a difference with how kids from larger families are and how kids from smaller families are. Um, I feel like with me coming from a larger family, I've always had family. I've always had people I knew that I could depend on people I knew I could go to for certain things. You know, I knew I could go to my sisters for advice. I knew that I could go to my parents for help. I knew that I could go to my nephews and nieces for someone to relate to me. And so I always had someone for a a certain situation that I needed um, guidance with. And so it was it was always like i didn't really need anyone else per se and <laughs> you know having such a large close knit family i've you know i've always been attached to my family that's all i've ever known so the idea of branching out and you know being on my own is really foreign to me because I've never had to do that I've never had to figure things out on my own or be solely independent or you know anything like that so Mm -hmm. I feel like that could come as a challenge right and with living in a smaller family it's complete I see it as the exact opposite because for me when going to my family for anything, I never felt, even though we are a small family, and there is that um, thought that small families just stick together more, I never saw it like that because my family, even though we are small and there is not a lot of us, we still do act very distant with each other. Like... I just never felt that connection to a lot of my family members. I could just go up and talk to them about my problems. I just thought that, hey, let's not do that and let's keep it inside of me. Um, And then I guess that also fueled my just desire to go out in the world because I know that staying here really wouldn't give me any benefit because even though I will miss my friends, the family that I grew up with, I could easily still leave and not miss what I left. And that that sounds cool, but yeah. (laughs) When you put it like that. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) no, but that's understandable. I mean, I feel like with smaller families like that or with families that you're not so close to you know you didn't have to depend on them as much you had to figure things out on your own and you know how to get yourself out of situations how to be more independent so it's not 
you know, a crazy thing for you to go off and want to make a life for yourself on your own because you've already had so much practice doing it already at home. Right. And I guess that would make sense with your situation, how your family was always there for you. You always could just look back and just be able to depend on them and have just a great support at your house. And then so leaving would just be leaving all of that behind. And there's just so much to leave. So many good things and good memories back at um to leave. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, the world is a big uh crazy place i mean you don't get that from people in the world they don't really they're not going to care about you like that you know it's a dog eat dog world so leaving something like that is really intimidating right and I just hope that you have a really good time in this transition because and everybody in a larger family like it's just so crazy to think how different these two perspectives are because for you it's just you have to like actually mentally com- contemplate like everything that's about to happen like you're about to leave your family and then I'm just over here like I can't wait to get out of this place it's like (laughs) a prison oh wow I mean it's depressing on the one hand (laughs) it's funny on the other so I mean but that's what that's what we do we laugh through the depression I remember when I was on the tri- on a trip last um summer and there was and we would all just make a joke saying hey if a person were to just walk up to us and provide us with a stable life we would all just be down to do it in a second because I was ready to go I was actually serious about it. if a person were to walk up to me right that second and say hey do you want to live here forever? I would have said, yeah, why not? Because I don't want to go back home. What's like, I'm going to miss my friends. Yeah. But I can always message them. <laughs> There's always texting. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. We, people come from different, all kinds of different backgrounds, all kinds of different family situations, large families, small families. And then you also have to realize that, you know, no matter what size family they have, some people have different circumstances, like those whose parents are divorced and live in you know, divided households where one parent may have sole custody or both parents may have joint custody, but whatever the, whatever the case, the parents aren't together anymore and, you know, may not be living together anymore. So it's like split time and split households and, you know, split rules, split everything. Mm-hmm. And I live in a household like that, but what I 
I just, when I think of it and I see it on TV or something, it looks like a really sad thing. But then I realize I have a family like that. So why why is my life so different? I realize that not every family is the same. It has to go on a case-by-case basis. Right. I mean, a lot of people talk about how difficult it is for kids to adjust to, um, you know, to situations like that where their parents are not together anymore. They don't have that ideal uh, picture of a commitment or a relationship anymore, and so they feel lost in terms of, okay, well, am I going to end up like this in the future? Like, is it every, is anything ever going to work out for me? And so, right. Yeah, I guess that's kind of how I view family. Like, I don't want to have the same family I grew up in. And that's kind of one reason why I wouldn't want to have kids because I wouldn't put them in that type of situation. And then also, I learned that I can't, that even though this is a very, um, a very, very frequently spoken quote, but we can just define our own future. And sure, it may be hard to do that, but we can still, we don't have to look at what our parents done or what past generations done. We can try to try our best to like start our own path and just stop looking back on what other people have done and just say, hey, I don't want to do this. So let's cut this train, stop this train now and just start my own. Right. I think that it's all about your mentality and how you want to uh, shape your future. I mean, it it is easy to become products of our environment and our circumstances and mirror the actions or behavior or mannerisms of our parents but we we can put in the work to fight against those tendencies and against those feelings of okay I'm gonna end up like how I was raised I mean that there's no other way this is this is all I know this is what I've learned and so this is the way I am it doesn't have to be like that But speaking about divorced or divided households, it really, I mean, I'm not in that situation. My parents, I grew up with both of my parents. um, They've been married for 30 years. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always seen them together. I've always had both of them in my life. But a friend of mine that I was really close to, his parents, um, I was with him through the process of his parents splitting up. And it started out as 
you know, he would tell me, well, they're arguing all the time, they're fighting all the time, and he would talk about how bad it was at home, and then it would just progress. The next time it would be, well, they're talking about separating, and then they did end up separating, and then they did decide to pursue a divorce, and seeing him throughout that whole process it was like I was witnessing the person that I once knew become someone I didn't even recognize. Like that mm-hmm. whole process completely changed him. At, mm-hmm. at the end of it, he, I mean, he developed this attitude, this, you know, way of thinking that, I had never seen him have before. It was like he just gave up completely on any hope that anyone could ever truly be in love or truly ever be happy with each other. And it was really sad seeing him go through that. It really broke my heart how badly that affected him, the deterioration of his parents' marriage. And I I can understand how he felt that way, just seeing what he always thought was a perfect relationship just slowly start to crumble and then no longer exist. It sounds like something terrible to be in, be in and like just having to witness that and being involved in that and also having to go through everything regarding a divorce and regarding the separation, like different custody battles, different, like what happens and just not knowing what's going to be in my future. Like how does life goes on from here? Right. And that cannot be easy for anyone to go through no matter what age i mean i've i've seen people um in their 20s have a similar reaction whenever their parents decide to get divorced so it's hard for any age to accept and to you know see two people who used to love each other just draw so far away from each other but I think something to remember about that is it's never your fault it's never the cause of something that you did or something that you didn't do or you know your existence that could have caused that to happen I mean they are you have to realize that your parents are adults they make their own decisions and they have their own feelings and when things go wrong it's because of what has happened in their own union right and so just like so I guess we just have to see it as parents are people too when it happens. It is sad, but 
we just have to find some way to collect ourselves and keep moving forward because if we hold on to this and we and if we keep our minds in this one's point in our life we get stuck and we have just something to get over in order for us to just continue on with life and be able to just continue pursuing relationships continue just getting just having a healthy mindset towards just future endeavors right and you know not only are divorced or divided households difficult but blended families can be difficult as well where you have you may that may spring from a divorced household you may your parents may be divorced and then they may remarry and you know the person that they're with has children and then they come in and you know they're your step siblings and now you have a step mom or dad and that can be definitely a, a, a big challenge to adjust to. Mm-hmm. I always wondered what it would be like if I had a step parent. And I just thought it'd be such an insane thing. I can't just wrap my head around having a different person in my life. And even the step parent that I do have, I keep forgetting about her, but. Um, (laughs) how does that um, happen (laughs) um they don't live in the same state as me so that's my defense yeah so the step parent I do have I would love to meet her but right now she's just another person who exists to me because we don't really have a relationship and I was happy when I heard um my dad was getting remarried because all I want is for my parents to be happy but then when I saw my mom she took it really bad because she was like oh this is actually real wow um he's moved on and I was like oh that's really sad but people do move on and then I just wonder how will everything like if my mom were to get remarried how would it how would have it worked out how would um life been like for me would it be the same would it be different would I have more siblings but I really don't know but Mm -hmm. I just wish but I decided in myself that and if I were to ever get a step parent, if I had step siblings or anything, I decided that it I can't make it about me because it's not about me. It's about my parents. And so I just have to make sure that I'm fully accepting of the people who they introduce into your life and just be happy for them because that's all I want is my parents' happiness. Right, that's a great point because, of course, whenever your parents are going through a divorce or whenever they may get remarried, it's easy to take those things personally. It's easy to be angry and hurt. And it's understandable, too, because, (laughs) you know, that wasn't supposed to happen. You didn't know that that was in the cards, but it did and now it's you know one big 
change from what you've been used to for however many years of your life. But as you said, you have to realize at some point that your parents are people. They hurt. They feel angry. They feel all of the emotions that you do. And just like you want to be happy, your parents want to be happy. And they want to experience love, a love that fulfills them and, you know, makes them feel complete. And if that wasn't with your parent, then don't they deserve to find that with someone else? Right. I completely agree with that. Even though it may hurt in the moment, maybe it will hurt in the beginning because that person, you just can't fathom up to people who are just meant to be together, separating and then going with two other people. But you just have to realize that not everything will be about you. Sometimes you just have to take a step back and realize that another person's happiness should be more of a priority than your own. Right. And I I have a bit of a blended family situation myself. Um, my mom was married before my dad. She got married when she was really young. Um, she was 18 and, you know, she rushed into something after losing the love of her life um so it was kind of like a rebound and she wasn't really together she was vulnerable and you know she just wanted to feel something again and of course that sprung more problems than it led on but out out of that marriage she had my two oldest sisters And so they are considered my half-sisters. We share the same mom, but not the same dad. But it's it's never been like that to me. It's never been like where I introduce them as, oh, this is my half-sister. And these are my half-nephews and nieces because of my sister being half related to me but not full related to me not 100% but 50% you know not I've never gone into all those details because it's not necessary to me they've always been like you know they're my sisters no matter what at the end of the day half or not 25% 75% 80% it doesn't matter (laughs) you know they're 100% to me and they have always thought of my dad as a really good father figure to them because their own father wasn't really present in their lives like that. And so for us, that's always, it was a difficult um, transition for them at first of course, because of going through all the drama with, you know, that whole situation, my mom and their dad breaking apart. But overall, like you said, it may hurt at first when wounds are fresh. I mean, 
they're bound to sting for a couple of days, but um, as time goes along, time really has a way of healing. Those, those open wounds, they become scars. And so, you know, as the time has gone on, we've all adjusted and, you know, we're one big happy family as far as blending (laughs) right and that's great to hear I know that not all families may be be able to heal like that some families some children they might never be able to accept that new family member into their life they may never be able to accept um, any half siblings step siblings or parents or anything and I just hope just for a peace of mind in their heart because we just, we really can't help a lot of things in our life. But sometimes we just have to accept some things and just allow it to happen because good things can come out of a lot. Even if it may look like some terrible poison in the, in the present, but in it could just turn into something great like how your family did. Right. Of course, every everybody is different. Everybody's circumstances are different. Right. So it's not like there's always some happily ever after ending for everybody. As you said, you're not always going to accept the people that come into your life. And those people are not always going to be good people that come into your life because of whatever reason, step sibling, step um, parent, or you know whatever the case may be, but it is something that you have to accept and move on from. You can't keep holding on to those feelings of resentment and hurt and uh, blame because that's only gonna hurt yourself in the long run you're only going to find it more difficult to let others in and trust other people because, you know, you're always going to be holding on to that wreck that was your family's situation. And that's the only thing that you're going to be able to see as an example of something to have in the future. So, Letting go of that really helps you to create your own version of happy, create your own version of family, something that is healthy and good for you. Right. And even with uh, sometimes um, our family shouldn't be and sometimes shouldn't be accepted. Sometimes we should leave if like given certain situations and people who do that they should be um should be accepted for doing that because they have their own reasons and sometimes the best thing is to just leave because what your family is just won't help you in the long run and that's perfectly acceptable and if there is a situation like that and any anyone is in that they should just continue on with life leave and then just find a family and just find people that help can help you grow and can fill those um holes and help you teach you and be the family that 
your biological family never was. Right. And so, speaking of biological family, (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about siblings. (laughs) Oh, fine. (laughs) (laughs) When, you know, there's always jokes about how siblings are always at each other's throats and they can never get along and things like that. But some people... And this may be a shocker, but some people in the world actually have good relationships with their siblings. Right. And I feel like, well, from what I've seen, it's just as people get older, they may be a bit closer to their siblings than they were when they were um, in their teens and when they were kids. And with my family, I have seen that as I've gotten older and as my siblings gotten older, although we are still fairly distant, we have grown just a little bit closer than what we were when we were younger, than when we we were younger. Right. I feel like that has made all all of the difference for me because growing up, I didn't have that close relationship with my sisters. Um, you know, they they had their own lives, their own friends, their own kids, their own relationships that, you know, they they were plenty busy than to be bothered with me. You know, I always <laughs> wanted to play with them or spend time with them or hang out with them but it was like they never had the time of day so I felt neglected and pushed to the side kind of I can relate oh you can continue okay okay I was gonna say I can relate to that because when I was younger my sister she would often just ignore me but she would often just not interact with me even though we were living in the same house even though we were together most of the time she would just not acknowledge my existence and I felt really bad about there were even some days where I would try to count how many words she said to me in a day and sometimes it was just enough words to fit in one or two hands wow Wow. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, I always craved that relationship with my sisters where, you know, we grew, grew up together and I could play dolls with them and, you know, have all these cool experiences with them when I was younger, but that just didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) but as the years went by and I got older they started to let me in a lot more because when I was a kid it was always like Joanna go somewhere like this is no you're not you're too young to be involved in this like that was always the case I was always being told I'm too young for this I'm too young to know that blah 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 
Oh, so, <laughs> right. <laughs> so when I started to grow up, it was like, oh, I'm finally getting old enough to know what they're talking about. I'm finally getting old enough to be able to hang out and do these kinds of things. So it was really it was really nice seeing how our relationship really blossomed as I continue to get older and now it's stronger than it's ever been. I mean, I I can talk to my sisters about anything and they talk to me about anything too, which is so different from how it was when <laughs> I was younger. <laughs> For me, it was just that there were some, with my sister, there were some on days. There was a lot of off days where basically some days she just, she liked to hang out a little bit. Maybe we would do something together and it'd be fun. But most of the time it was usually just me on my own. But when she left for college and as she was just coming home for just like a couple weeks at a time, maybe one or two. I like that a lot better because she was ten times nicer to me than when she than when she was here every single day. And maybe it was just she missed me. Maybe, I don't know, but I just like not. Ha- this is gonna sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let me brace myself. <laughs> I like. Not I liked it when she left because when she came back, she was nicer. So yeah, I guess absence made the heart grow fonder, I guess. There we go. I can get that. Um, but with my brother, it was a completely different story. Um, I could always count to count on him. He's like the only family member I can go to that I actually feel comfortable enough to talk about personal things with like even with the podcast he's the only one person in my family who I told because I actually feel comfortable enough to tell him oh wow (laughs) (laughs) well if he's ever listening hi (laughs) um but yeah it was we and when he did leave, I missed him so much more compared to my sister. I look back at him, I was like, I was crying because of how much I missed my brother. But when my sister left, it was I, it was like me shrugging my shoulders because it was just another day. I completely understand. My sister left when she immediately after she graduated from high school she moved to Arizona and it was the hardest thing that I had to do at that time to you know see her leave go on that plane and you know travel all those miles away and it's crazy because She was the sister I always craved attention from, but never gave it to me. That was, she's um, the closest in age to me. The one that didn't want me around at all (laughs) (laughs) because I took her place. And so seeing her go, it was really 
heartbreaking for me and it was like I I just couldn't believe that she would leave when I needed her the most you know as I was growing up she wouldn't be there for those important years you know going through puberty going to middle school starting high school things like that she wouldn't be home with me and so but as the years went by and you know she would come and visit like once a year it was like I became more and more immune to the fact that I missed her it was like I missed her less and less Right. And it got to the point where I eventually started resenting her because I just, I wanted her and I needed her so much. And it was like she was just abandoning me for this new life. And so the years that went by, it just, I just got colder and colder towards her. And... Mm -hmm. It was um, it was really weird for me having that much of a disconnect with her. And I can't imagine that now because of how close we are, but that's how it felt at the time. Mm-hmm. I kind of can relate to that feeling of resent because as time went on and um, as last communication happened, I began to just start to feel a sort of resentment towards my sister because of how absent she was and also just how uncomfortable it made me when she would talk to me because after a while of her just not speaking and then she would just randomly come up and say, hey, I love you and hey, yeah. And then I would just wonder after a while, I would, at first I was very happy because like, oh, she does love me. She does care about me. But then she'd go some months without responding to anything I've said. And then she'd just randomly pop up again, then go off and then come back on. And I just start to feel like, why are you speaking with me if you're not going to try to have a relationship with me? Right. Right. Yeah, I I can understand that. I think sibling relationships are always tricky. I mean, a lot of people have sibling rivalry <laughs> where... <laughs> You know, there's always a competition to be the best and, you know, have the most accomplishments. I personally didn't come from that kind of family. Um, there was there was no competing because obviously I already won the moment I was born. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, I it was never... I never felt like it was a competition. I just felt pressure because me being the youngest, I had this example of my sisters already, you know, and I had, you know, I always heard stories about 
you know, the things that they did when they were my age and how it was whenever they were growing up. And so I felt a lot of pressure to not make the same mistakes they did and to make it easier on my mom to have to raise me because, you know, she was older when she had me and she had already gone through raising three children and she wanted to do things right with me. It, you know, after learning things from my sisters, it was like, okay, well, now this time I'll know what to do. And so I just felt pressure to be better, to make better decisions and, um, you know, just to live my life in a way that, you know, my mom could be proud of me and it wouldn't be like she was making the same parenting mistakes or anything like that. And so because of that, I feel like because of that and because of my parents' age, I've always been really mature and really ahead of my years in my way of thinking. I feel like, you know what I feel like? (laughs) Have you ever seen that? um, I think it's a State Farm commercial where the people are becoming their parents <laughs> like they're literally <laughs> they literally turn into their parents they start to dress like them talk like them everything yes <laughs> <laughs> that is me like i literally i catch myself sometimes and i'm like what am i doing like <laughs> I'm, I'm just like them i'm not 50 something years old i'm 18 <laughs> what am i doing like why why is a fun Friday night for me watching the news at, at 10 p.m like why why is that the highlight of my evening like you know things like that but yeah I I and be, I so I've always been responsible and you know I'm the youngest but I feel like I'm the oldest I really do like I <laughs> I am wiser than my sisters and more re- I'm the responsible one and I'm the youngest. <laughs> I feel like with me it was very different. Um with my mom, she was I can't say that I'm exactly like her, but I guess there are some qualities about her that I do find in myself. But for the most part, I try my best to just not make the same mistakes I've seen my mom, my sister, and anybody else have done. I just try to do things my way. And then even then, I, I, oh gosh, um, I try my best just to be myself because when I look at my mom, I look at her life. She has had a great life, but I don't want that for myself. I've seen just how everything was like being raised and just feeling this type of loneliness and just not having this whole emotional attachment. And I was like, I don't want that for my future. And so I just try my very best to not be anything like her. 
oh gosh, this sounds like this makes her sound like she's evil, but she's not. She's a great person. <laughs> it always seems worse than it actually is. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. I feel like with parents, it is hard not to uh not to live up to their expectations. I feel like our relationship with our parents changes a lot as we grow up. You know, at first we have this idealistic view of them, like, you know, oh, mom and dad, they're my heroes, you know, they're my role models and my idols, you know. It's like we look up to them for everything. And because of that, it's like we put them on this pedestal and we hold them, we hold them to this standard that is so unreachable because they're supposed to know everything. They're supposed to, you know, know all the answers. They're our parents. They've raised us. They always teach us and tell us what to do and so it's supposed to be like oh wow they're just you know they're they're way up there but then (laughs) as we get older and we see their flaws and we see more and more fragments of their personality and their tendencies we see oh wow mom and dad they're actually real people like they're relatable and I'm starting to understand them more understand the choices they've made more and the life that they've lived you know it's no longer this high pedestal that they're on but it's like they're just like everybody else you know and I feel like some people have a hard time accepting that fact And for others, it's not as hard to grasp. Right. I remember when I was younger, I just, I did see my mom on this pedestal. I was like, wow, my mother is such a great person. And I was just so, and I just admired her so much. And the same with my dad. But then as time went on, I've seen a lot, I see a lot of the actions they take. And then I later think about it and I was like, that's not right and I realize that they're still people and they still make a lot of mistakes and we do have to realize that even though our parents do make mistakes there's still people and it's okay everyone makes mistakes and no one's perfect we shouldn't ever just harbor negative feelings towards them in some cases, other cases make sense. Yeah. I feel like once that they can do no wrong attitude has left, you can start seeing them as people with actual emotions and feelings and understand the reasons why they've done some of the things that they've done and shielded you from some of the things that they've shielded you from. Mm -hmm. And it was like that for me. My mom has always been very much of a helicopter mom. (laughs) (laughs) 
she has always been over involved in my life and very present. Mm-hmm. Oh and... no. <laughs> <laughs> so that has made for a long list of very embarrassing situations, but um she's always been overprotective of me. I you know, I've growing up I've never been allowed to do a lot of things like you know simple things like not really have a lot of friends over or you know do things like that things that I always saw peers or classmates doing all the time so it was like I was always left out like I was weird or different or something but growing up I started to see a lot of the things that I couldn't see when I was younger because I was so stuck in that mindset of, oh, she's just, uh, she's just like so overbearing. Like she just won't let me live my life. I just want to live my life. I just want to live my life. I just want to have a life, period. (laughs) (laughs) So... So once once I got out of that mentality, I started seeing things that I hadn't before, like why she was like that and how she got to be like that and, you know, her own fears and motives and um, reasons. And so that really helped me to see that even though it seemed like she was just like a just an overbearing prison guard (laughs) that she was really just scared and trying to protect me and you know not make the same mistakes with me that she made in her life Mm -hmm. I completely understand a parent doing that but at the same time I wish they didn't because there's so many like In my case, for instance, there are so many things that I wasn't able to do. And so now I know in the future, the things I didn't want, I wasn't able to do. I'm probably now going to do it now that I have the freedom to do it. So it's like, like with simple things like going off the street on my own, I never really done that. And I've never really had the ability to, but now that I'm going to go out on my own and do whatever I now feel more inclined to like go off on my own just travel do a whole bunch of stuff on my own that I know that if my mom were to know that I were to do she'd she'd kill me for it (laughs) (laughs) Um, right (laughs) like a lot of the things that my mom told me don't do I I like I understand why she says it, but she parents also still have to understand that we're still kids and we will make mistakes and that's okay. I understand that you're concerned for our safety, but you have to let us just loosen your grip a bit and allow us to actually experience life because if you shelter us too much, we won't be able to be ready for the world and 
I like I know what I know that I won't do anything bad or anything at least not too bad but um (laughs) (laughs) but I fear that I just know that I will I have just a drive to do so much more than if I was able to have those privileges when I was younger. Right. I feel like the right balance of firmness and, um, you know, trust and, um, what's the word? The right amount of firmness and trust and, you know, just letting go would make for the most reasonable type of parenting. But, of course, that's easier Mm -hmm. said than done, you know. It's easy to say, okay, well, you need need to be uh, disciplinary, but you also need to be a little bit loose. You need to be strict in some ways, but you also need to be mm-hmm. a little bit lenient. You know that I guess I guess it's kind of just um parents need to know when to choose their battles. Just don't get on your kid every time something bad happens. If something bad happens, let them figure it out themselves because they will need that to learn from. You can't just go off and just punish them, yell at them and say, hey, you can't do that. You have to just let them learn on their own. And and the same for the opposite. You can't just not do anything because kids are stupid and they need discipline. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's true, though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's really, so what it all boils down to is what makes a family a family? You know, we talk about the different circumstances that families have, whether they're blended or divided or small, large, whatever the case may be, but family, I mean, what does, what does family mean? What does it mean to be a family? Does it mean sticking up for each other no matter what, accepting each other no matter what? You know, are they always going to be there for you? Is the phrase, blood is thicker than water, really relevant? Oh, I I have something to say about this. Um, Personally, I don't believe family is all biological. The family that's around you, it's the family that you grew up with, the family that um, brought you into this world. I don't believe that will necessarily be your family family is what you make of it so whenever I um a person in one of my class brought up that the whole um the whole saying for the blood is saved in water is the blood of the covenant 
is thicker than the water of the womb, meaning that the blood on what you share with other people, the relationships you share, um, the promises and like the what you yeah, just the relationships you share with other people is thicker than just being related to a person because being related to a person doesn't mean anything if there's no if there's still nothing there. Be- just because a person's related to you doesn't mean you have to tie yourself down to them and say, hey, I will always be there for you. Because in some situations, that just doesn't happen. Right. I feel like there's a lot of truth to that statement. Just because you're related to someone doesn't mean that you're close to them, doesn't mean that you're comfortable with them, doesn't mean that that's the person that you prefer to spend your time with. You know, it just means that you share uh, you share relatives and you share history as far as right. as far as your biology and genetics but that's all just paperwork you know when it comes to real life situations are is that person going to be there for you at the end of the day is that person reliable at the end of the day those people right. i think that some people like myself are fortunate to have those relatives who yes you are you know biologically related to and also they are your closest friend and they are your confidant and they are the person that you put your trust in and that has your back but for other people it's not that way they prefer to surround themselves with people that are family in ways that you know their biological family is not to them in ways that they have each other's back they they have the support of those people even if they're not even if they don't share genetics right and you and no matter what family a person has, you should just be happy that that they are there for you. That not everyone's family is the same, and not every one family is the same. And that's perfectly fine. And that's perfectly normal. Like there should never, there shouldn't be a whole norm where um all families must be like this, or all families are like this, because that's not true. Because that doesn't look that doesn't take a, um that doesn't consider the inner workings of a family how do the family members interact because i can guarantee not not all families are alike and just like people families may look at other families and find that those family find qualities in those families that they wish that they had right so to summarize everything that we've talked about today um, in conclusion when life hands you families it can get crazy real crazy (laughs) (laughs) 
and sometimes even messy but when you have a loving support system a family to call home it doesn't matter where you go or how much money you have you're able to make the best uh, out of any situation good or crappy because you know that you're surrounded by people who make the journey worthwhile Family isn't defined by just one standard of normal. There are so many different versions of what happens to be family. And whatever your situation, don't compare your normal to someone else's. Because trust us, (laughs) no family (laughs) is perfect. (laughs) Even the most seemingly perfect families have cracks and flaws. So even if you're surrounded by weirdos who make you want to pull out your hair and scream to the top of your lungs in utter frustration, (laughs) show your appreciation for their good intentions. Right, because at the end of the day, even the most annoying, overbearing kind of family is the best kind of family because they have your back no matter what. They accept you for the giant mess that you are. And deep, 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 deep down somewhere, (laughs) they love you like no one else could. So that's a wrap on our third episode of Lemons of Life. We hope you guys found another way to turn the lemons that life gives you into something resembling lemonade. <laughs> Tune in next time to listen to our epi- next episode on procrastination. Because you're lying if you say that you're not procrastinating right now. Like not listening to our first two episodes about graduation and friendships so make sure to stream those and follow us on instagram at lemons of life podcast to hear clips and previews and stay up to date with us thanks for listening this has been sarah and jelana giving you more lemons to use in life